From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. As, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're pleased to welcome in Maori Pablo, who is going to be one of the speakers at On Fire uh, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, September 17, in the great city of Vallejo. Maori, uh, good day to you. Uh, welcome to the Bishop's Hour. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. It's great to meet you. Uh, did uh, did I pronounce your first name correctly? It's Marty. You did really well. Thank oh, okay. you. Okay. Uh, maybe a B plus or so? Yeah, yeah. B plus is good. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, are you in Florida? I'm in Miami, Florida, yes. Wow. I was uh, spent a summer in, in Miami. It's very humid in the summer. It is very humid in the summer. <laughs> what were you doing in Miami? I was a, a VISTA volunteer out of college, uh, oh, work, awesome. working in uh, both in Opelika and in, uh, mm, I'm trying to remember the other part of the city. Opelika, I think, was n- a little bit north of the city. Yeah, a little bit north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Did you like it? Yes. Uh, it's a very, uh, this was years and years ago. It was a very yeah. interesting place. Very, very it's interesting very place. Very different. Very different. Very diverse and uh, um, a lot of wealth, a lot of poverty, um, mm-hmm. and just uh, um, <laughs> any any opinion uh, in the world, you could find it in Miami. That is a very true statement. I think you really understood our city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you grew up there. I did, yeah. So my family is Dominican and Palestinian, but I grew up in Miami. Oh, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Was, were, were your family immigrants to this country? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Very good. So we and, officially and, moved here when I was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Good. Wow. And you, so you attended school in, uh, in uh, South Florida? Yes. Elementary school and high school in South Florida, and then I transferred to Franciscan University of Steubenville, Ohio. Yes, the the famous Franciscan University. It's a pretty great school. Yes, yes, indeed. What made you go uh, decide to go there? I'm being completely honest. I had never even heard of the school, Um, so I grew up very Catholic, but in like the Spanish world, Mm -hmm. you know. So. In the Spanish world, we had no idea what Franciscan was. And my parents, I grew up in a charismatic, and my parents are the founders of a charismatic community in America that originated in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I heard of Life Team, this camp called Covecrest. And so I was a summer missionary there. And that's where I had like a big reversion. Um, so everyone was talking about Steubenville there, and I thought they were saying Stupidville the whole time. And I was very <laughs> confused. I was like, why do people want to go there? Um, but I had a massive conversion, and I really felt called to study theology. I was studying public relations and communications and mm-hmm. attending FIU, Florida International University in Miami. So after my conversion, I felt called, and I listened, and I went to the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Wow, that's amazing. That's how I got there, to study theology and psychology. I'm a yeah. big fan of psychology and theology, and I think everyone can benefit from Jesus and a counselor. Very good. And then, and then, what did you do after college? So then, I was a youth minister in New Orleans for a few years because mm-hmm. um, I love teenagers. Teenagers—they're just my favorite. I don't think anyone is better than a junior in high school. They're just the best. Yeah. Um, uh, but the problem was, when I was a youth minister, I wanted to be with kids all day, but the kids were in the classroom all day, and I was in my office alone all day, and I did mm-hmm. not like that. So I felt like, okay, I guess I have to go where they are. So then I moved back to Miami to attend my alma mater uh, in Miami, and I became a teacher. So I would taught morality and sacraments to juniors in high school, and I was also the campus minister there for the past eight years. And then this past year, um, I've been speaking, and all that was kind of picking up, and I felt like the Lord was calling me to dive deeper into that. And so, and I now work as a consultant for the Evangelical Catholic, and I do speaking on the side. So it's kind of like I have two separate mm-hmm. um, jobs. So, yeah. Wow. And you're coming out to the Diocese of Sacramento. Have you been to On Fire before? I have not. So I'm very excited. I've heard great things 
um, Epic the Band's going to be there, and they're from Miami. Yes, yeah. So um, I know them, and so they were there last year, and it looked awesome. And Sister Josephine was there last year, and it looked like such a great event, and it, Joe was there as well. So it's going to be a big, great reunion, and I'm very excited to finally see what I've been watching videos of and hearing such great things about. Yeah, we had the great pleasure of interviewing Sister Josephine last year, and wow, what a story she yeah. has. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, just, I think she's a, 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 a whirling dervish. You know, I mean, she just she could convert somebody on the spot, I think. <laughs> you know, just just amazing, amazing. So, you know, we're in the middle of a, a severe drought, so you have to bring your own water. Okay. <laughs> well, let's do it. <laughs> That's, when you get off the plane, they check to see how much water you have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I tell so people I tell people that and they think I'm serious and I'm like no it's okay it's okay we have water but yeah yeah, yeah but it's it is, great yeah so so have you have you attended that yeah event? Uh, well uh, unfortunately uh, <laughs> I'm a sports writer as well and uh, it's always the the right in the middle of the football season and I have to cover games <laughs> Aww, but uh, uh, I've I've you know been on tail ends of it. You know, haven't been able to do the whole, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've just, it's, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do. Yeah, and Maybe Steve Angrisano will be there. Father Joe Kim, Joe Melinda, yes. Epic the band. Mm-hmm. So, so, how do you? How, what would what, well, first? What? What? what how, as it has, as it's been explained to you, what is your role in this? Yeah, so pretty much from what I understand, we get to be with the teams and ride rides all day and just hang out. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) And and then at night, um, and then there's there's stuff going on in the morning time, so I know that um, there's some prison worship and a talk in the morning, and then in the evening we'll get together around 6 and do music and a talk. So I'll be doing the keynote on Saturday night. And then um, Joe will be performing as well and speaking. And then the Leaders Adoration as well, which I'm very, very excited about. And then we get to ride more rides because then they're going to close down the whole park just right. for us. <laughs> so yeah, I, I figured I think that's probably a good conversion trick right there, you know. I'm going to be honest. I really do think it's great because... Especially with teenagers, it's such a good thing to have something where they're running around, they're having a good time, they're building community, uh, and and we're bringing them to the Lord. And to know, like, the Lord can meet you anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, anywhere. And that's the beautiful part. Like, we don't have to, yes, of course, he's present in the Eucharist and the church, and that's beautiful, but, like, he really is present, um, and he can come to wherever we are. Yeah, I've I've watched my kids on those rides at Six Flags. Uh, I've watched them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, roller coaster person, so I'm gonna go for the little, the little ones. And yeah, then just I, take I, I try and, to find um, the kitty park, and <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at encouraging through yelling, so I'll just be like, "Woo, you go, yeah, you go." I uh, uh, and then they talk about they have they don't they have an all you can eat lunch and stuff, and I'm going, I'm not going. I well, they don't want to go on any of those rides after an all you can eat lunch. I, you will definitely see me there. I, I have a deep, deep love for food. So well, I I'll, see that I'll in, in your that. bio. It says that you have a deep love for yeah. food, but an even yeah. greater love for Christ, which I'm glad to yeah. see. But food's yeah. tough competition, isn't it? You know, I, it, it is. I always kind of joke around. I'm like, technically, I can say that the number one thing in my life is food because Jesus makes himself present in a sure, piece of that's bread. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I some I don't know. I just think it's I think food is um, it's it's you know how there's five love languages. I think my my sixth language is food, and I think it's a it's a witness of God's love for us, like the the intricacy and the ways that He thought about. Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my children enjoy food, and I'm gonna teach them about. I'm gonna give them plants and seasoning, and I'm gonna have like all these different cultures and all these different things. And give them taste buds. And when I learned about the like digestive system and our, you know, I love theology of the body and just learning more about how intricate our bodies are. It just points to God's unfailing love for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> imagine. I mean, it's something we need every day, and 
and it's, it, it it didn't it doesn't have to be God didn't have to make it so it was so pleasurable. It was just like uh, you know. I mean, we breathe we breathe air, and and you know it feels good, I guess, to breathe air, especially fresh air in the mountains or something. Mm-hmm. But we do it unconsciously, whereas eating yeah. is very conscious, and it's so enjoyable. You know, like yep. it didn't have to be enjoyable. I mean, I I have a we have a pet turtle, you know, and I throw some kale at him, and he devours it. But I don't know if he's ecstatic about it you know yeah. it's like yeah. but we we eat and and i was <laughs> it's just it's funny just before the show uh coming coming in to do the show i was i was you know looking at the headlines and it was talked about a restaurant in miami that has a th- where you are which has a thousand dollar steak you have to be <laughs> kidding me you know and that's ridiculous so I had to read the whole story, and, and that's exactly what I said. This is ridiculous. And then it says, well, of course, it's big enough. It's 55 ounces, big enough to serve four so it won't break the bank. And we oh, so it's only $250 a person. for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that's great. You, I'm, yeah. sure you, you, I'm sure you can find it if you Google it. $1,000 yeah. steak in Miami. That is, that, you know, it's, it's the city I live in. <laughs> it is. There is a lot of uh, a lot of attention of the world on. Uh, you know, there's a few cities in America that everybody knows about: San Francisco, Los Angeles, New yeah, York, that's what it is. Yep. Miami. I mean, Miami's yep. in the top five just in in terms. I always of, say it's, it's Miami's. It's it's more like a, it's like a country in a yeah, city unto itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really very interesting. Really, really is. So, what are your favorite foods? Oh man, this is this is a very tough question. Um, so obviously, my grandfather was born and raised in Bethlehem. Arabic food is a very big part of mm-hmm. my culture. So mm-hmm. Arabic food, I think, is delicious. But because I'm, you know, a lot of food that I grew up with was like homemade. I'm very picky when I yeah. eat somewhere that's not my house. Um, Dominican food is spectacular. We mostly eat a lot of plantains, um, mm-hmm. but plantains are very versatile. You can have it six different ways, and so breakfast, lunch, dinner dessert snacks uh and besides my two cultures peruvian food is really really good like mm. i would give it i, I want to give it to, the, to, to peru on that one they have very good cuisine and honestly pretty much anything sushi i don't do spicy though i can't do spicy food oh that's but a, that's very interesting i'll try i'll try anything except so, liver except liver see when i when i was a kid before you were a kid um Liver was like the, the the greatest thing going. It had iron in it, you know, and and every and oh, the price yeah. of li- liver was more more expensive than a, you know a, a ribeye, and oh, and God. then and then one day people said, do you, do you know what the function of the liver is, you know, and yeah. and all of a sudden liver. I mean, they people won't even give it to their cat now, you know, but yeah. but back. Well, hmm. Back in the day, it was it was uh, something you were supposed supposed to eat. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm one of three girls. I'm the youngest, and I we absolutely adore my father. My father is um, he's just an incredible man. He's been married to my mom for forty something years, and he takes my mom breakfast in bed every single morning. Wow! And he's just he's an incredible. I have very high standards because of him. Um and. My father, when I was little, I trusted him wholeheartedly. We both have a deep love for food. And when I was little, he told me it was, he was making something, and it was liver, but he told me it was chicken. Uh-huh. Um, and I just fit into it, not knowing. And I remember, I don't remember much. Most of my childhood was spent in a hospital. So besides, like, hospital memories, I have very little other memories. But one of my very vivid memories is biting into that liver and looking at my father and realizing my dad just lied to me. <laughs> and my father's trust was broken that day. <laughs> well, you can... You, a very you, deep wound. There, yeah, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of things that can pass for chicken, but not liver. It was, it was horrible. I, I, see, I when, when I was a kid, they always made the it... Yeah, they always made it with onions. It was, it was liver and onions. Once in a while, still in a diner somewhere, you can find liver and onions, but pretty... Pretty rare. So, what's Arabic food? Oh, I mean, there's kibe, there's tabule. So, kibe is um, meat 
So it's like, uh, but then the meat is mixed with wheat and a bunch of spices to make an outer. It's kind of like an empanada, if you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empanada. But, um, but it's the outer layer is the meat and the wheat and the spices, and then the inside layer is the meat. And what kind of meat is it generally? Uh, It's a kind of, it's not ground meat, but that's the best thing that I can think of to describe it. But is it it beef or goat or? I'm not even positive. It's a much better version of ground meat that's not ground meat. Mm -hmm. And then they, and then they, you can oven it or fry it. Mm -hmm. Very good. So are you going to talk about food and diet in your speech and at six? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, I, it is a very rare thing for me not to somehow incorporate food in all of my talks. Good. That's good. It's, it's, it's very weird. And I think it's because I love it so much, and I, I just feel like there's so many similarities. Like, you could use food analogies to talk about the spiritual life on many, many levels. So I don't usually plan it, but it almost always does come up so yeah well and i always think of like specifically like feeding children for the first time i had this like big prayer moment with the lord one time that i realized that wow i was very frustrated because my nephew didn't want to try nutella for the first time (laughs) and i was so frustrated with him because i was like he was like eating something really really untasty and really like not as great and i was I remember looking at him and being like, but I want to change your life. Like, I want to offer you something so much more than what you have. Yeah. And then it hit me, like, that's probably how the Lord is with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's... He has something so much better. He has something so much better for us. And we're so busy making mud pies that we don't look up and we don't see that he's there, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the other thing. thing about, besides giving us taste buds, I mean, uh, the thing that makes me certain there's a God uh, is look at all the different, I mean, there's so many animals, you know, it's like, you know, you, you know, I, I was, I forget which animal it was, but their entire diet is prairie dogs in Wyoming. You know, that's their whole diet, you know, and, and you see that with lots of animals. If they, there's like one or two things they eat, look at just the, the, I mean, you mentioned plantains, which pretty hard to get in Sacramento. Um, you know, the, 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 there are fruits out there and vegetables out there that I've never even heard of that are mm-hmm. prominent in other parts of the world. But I mean, you go in, the, in just to an average grocery store and there's at least in terms, just the produce aisle, there's 60, 70, 80 different items, completely different from each other. I mean, a strawberry is so different from a watermelon or a, an apple or an orange or, you know, and it just goes on and on. And that's just one part of food and how many different grains are there and how many, you know, it's just how many different animals are there that, that we eat. Um, it's just mind boggling how many different flavors and our bodies can, can, like you say, you'll eat anything. Our bodies can process all of it. Yep. You know, it's, 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 it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it is, it's a gift from God. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm telling you. I, I uh, when I saw when I, I saw you didn't think you were going to talk this much about food. No, when I saw that Mar- you have a deep love for food, I thought, uh oh, this is this is this is this going to be fun. So, mm. how, how often do you get out and and be able to give these talks? Pretty often. Um, I always laugh. Like God is God is so crazy, and He's so good. Um, many years ago, I felt like the Lord was calling me to, to, to speak. I was actually, I was at a conference with, I took a group of teens and I felt the Lord put on my heart, like you're, I want you up there one day. And I, I told him very clearly, um, you know what, Lord, like if you want me speaking, I will do nothing and you have to do everything. Like, I don't want to make a website. I don't want to publicize. I don't want to, like, I will do zero. (laughs) Yeah. Because I want to make sure that it's you. And so, Lord, like, you're God, and if you want me doing your work, like, you will open all the doors. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. When I was living in New Orleans, I ended up, I took the Art of the Body course, Christopher West, and it was absolutely life-changing. And I was talking to someone at a party in New Orleans, and 
And we're talking about the, the very big need of theology of the body for the Spanish, like Spanish-speaking Spanish countries. Mm-hmm. And the person that I was speaking to, I had no idea, but he worked for Ascension Press. Um, and two years later, they called me, and they were doing a remake of Theology of the Body, the U series, and they asked me to be one of the presenters. And mm-hmm. so that opened a lot of doors and then I started speaking at similar conferences and then a bunch of other conferences. And I, I get to be bilingual, which is really awesome. And so I get to give talks in Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord has kind of just um, done really beautiful things. And every year I say the same prayer, Lord, if, if this is still your will, then, you know, I say yes and make the invitations continue. And if, if anything that I do is going to take me away from you, then I want all the calls to stop. Um and so they've been happening pretty often, and especially with, with the evangelical Catholic, I travel as well for them um, and speaking for them. So it's, a, it's, I would say, at least two to three times a, a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you, do you check out the food availability or the popular foods in the places you're going to? A hundred percent, Bob. A hundred percent. I have one rule. I, I obviously I'll eat whatever people will will give me, you know. I, I'm not very specific, but I, I always say if if you can please take me to somewhere that like I can't have in Miami. So if, I don't I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I don't, right, I don't, right. I don't I don't want to go to any chain that is present where I live. Yeah, no, that's and that, I do yeah. ask. Yeah, I do ask like what's what's known here? Like, what is your state known for? It's actually one of the first questions I ask people. So <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. When, when my wife and I and our kids, when we, when we travel, you know, you usually by car, we love to take road trips and, and, you know, I said, no, no, we're not going to stop for at McDonald's, not even for a cup of coffee. You know, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to go to the local, whatever it is. And we, and we do a lot of, a lot okay. of research that way, you know, to, because it's, it's just different. I remember, a few years ago, I was working for the Catholic Channel out of New York uh, on Sirius uh, Satellite, and uh, but I was broadcasting from Sacramento. But you know, the show, you know, Sirius is headquartered in New York, and mm-hmm. and the uh, our program director was coming out to you know to visit us and for a couple of days and just see how we were doing and what what do we need and how you know et cetera, and. First thing he said to me, he said, "I want a map of every In-N-Out Burger place in California." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was he had heard about it and heard about it and heard about it and had never uh, had one, you know. And that's that was that was going to be his California experience was In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> so California is very proud of their In-N-Out. Yes, I yes. will say, I see, I see the pride, I see it. Well, you, you, they, they have, they have one in Vallejo, so you'll have to try it. I've had it. Oh, I've you've had it. it. Oh, many! I, I go to California pretty often, so it's a it's a great state. <laughs> it is. It's it's a great, great huge, state. diverse state. It's, it's. But this will be my first time in North California. Oh, I always really? go to San Diego, Los Angeles area. So very mm-hmm. good. A great experience. Well, we are certainly looking forward to to your trip out here. I hope our paths cross again, and uh, uh, Godspeed and blessings to you and your ministry. Thank you so much. If anyone listening, if you guys can just say a prayer for all of the teens that will be present, just to, just that they have open hearts. Um, everyone has a desire for the Lord, but I think sometimes they're not aware, fully aware of it. And so I just ask that whoever's listening, just please stop and say a prayer for those attending, that the Holy Spirit can just work and that they're open. Very well said. Your prayers are assured. Thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. God bless. That's, uh, God bless. That's uh, Mari. Uh, uh, Pablo from Miami and uh, coming out being one of the featured speakers at On Fire Saturday, September 17, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, it's all day and in, in well into the evening at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo uh, to get tickets. Uh, and, and this is sponsored by uh, lots of dioceses, the Diocese of Fresno, Monterey, Oakland, Reno, Sacramento, Santa Rosa, San Jose, Stockton, and the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Uh, you get there on your own, but you can bring a group, or you could, uh, you know, rent a bus. Uh, anyway, go to onfirenorcal.com 
to get tickets. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. Hello, this is Jennifer Campbell, Director of Trinity Pines Catholic Center. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, Jennifer. And uh, speaking of that, uh, Jennifer uh, will be uh, the uh, head camps, <laughs> camp counselor at uh, Camp Pandola's family camp. All the the summer camping is over, but uh, they still have a summer camp uh, over Labor Day weekend, September 3rd through the 5th, inviting families of all sizes to spend time together away from the demands of the daily schedule. Unplug yourselves and join us for the annual Labor Day family camp, a weekend of fun and relaxation up in the pines at Camp Pendola near Camptonville. For more information or to sign up, uh, go to, uh, call, you can call 916 916- Seven three three zero one three five, or go to pandola dot org and should be a should be really a uh, a, a great time. Also, they've they've uh, released the date of the annual Red Mass, the Diocese of Sacramento Red Mass. It's a traditional gathering of members of the legal profession and elected and appointed officials to invoke the aid of the Spirit of God in their deliberations for the year to come. Uh, attorneys, judges elected and appointed officials and all those working in the legal system or involved in the process of government uh, are invited Wednesday, November the uh, 2nd, 5.15 p.m. at the uh, Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, The principal celebrant, of course, will be Bishop Jaime Soto. uh, And the uh, honoree at the dinner afterward, uh, the, the 15th Annual Bench and Bar Award Dinner, will be... The Honorable Stephen Basha, the great uh, retired YOLO Superior Court judge, uh, just a great man and uh, uh, well-deserving of this honor. Well, we're uh, pleased to welcome in Monica Small, who is going to join us and tell us about a wonderful program here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Monica, good, uh, good day to you. Good day to you. Thank you for having me. Well, we're just thrilled to, to have you talk about uh, Curcio. Tell us about all about Curcio. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> in, in half an hour or less. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot there in there. Yes, there is. There's a lot of meat on the bone, that's for sure. Um, Curcio, first and foremost, is an international movement, and it was started by Eduardo Benin back in... Um, 1939. Oh wow! And the important thing about the important thing about understanding the Christian movement is understanding Eduardo Bernini and why did he start this? And he was a, he was 
from Spain. He was born in 1917, and he was raised in an incredibly Catholic family. He got to go to Catholic, Catholic education, and his parents even made sure that he had an educator coming to the house to make sure that what he was learning about the Catholic faith was accurate. Mm-hmm. He also was greatly influenced by his grandparents. So this is a man who was everything he knew was Catholic. He also noted, he also was so so taken by the Catholic faith, he couldn't understand why people who were Catholic, who were his friends and everyone, didn't didn't experience enthusiasm or joy about the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuck with him. So then at the age of 20, in 1937, he went to the Spanish Army. He, was, he joined it. And the thing to remember is the, the Spanish Civil War started right. in 1936 to 39. So here he is in 1937. And he also, and then in 1939, was World War II started. So here he is. He's, he's, he's joined the Army, and he also knows that the Catholic Church was under persecution, isolation, discrimination. So he joins us, and the first, for the first time in his life, when he was in the barracks, he encountered men that he clearly could see they knew nothing about God, they knew nothing about Christianity, they knew nothing about the Gospels, and this was totally foreign to him to realize there are people in this world who don't know about God. Right. So that stuck with him. And then he was very influenced. It just, just kind of stuck with it, stirred in him. It's where the Holy Spirit really started stirring in him and wondering how he could address this. And then what really influenced him was in 1939, he read the speech, His Holiness Pius XII and Catholic Action. It was a speech that Pius XII had written to the priests in Rome about what are new ways, look for new ways that you can bring people back who have drifted, who have grown apart from the church. So that really influenced him to, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, really got him thinking about, okay, what do I need to do, especially during this time of war? And so he started He started writing down, his biggest influence was writing what he called the study of the environment. And it was the whole thing of as a Catholic Christian, you really need to pay attention to the people around you, to what to, you know, how can you introduce God to them? How can you introduce Christ to them? Just, you know, not assuming that they all know about Christ and and about God. So he started putting together um, these talks and all, and finally he started what we call the Crucial Movement, which was a, it started off as a, the original ones lasted seven days of just talking to people, bringing them in, talking to them about the Catholic faith. And then it ended up getting down to a three-day weekend, which is exactly what we follow to this day. So what, what, does, what does the word crucio mean? Um, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the forest for the tree. Uh, <laughs> I just... It's always Christian. It is, you know, he's from Spain, and so there's a lot of Spanish words mm-hmm. that are used in Christio. Um, good question. <laughs> well, that's good. We'll, we will we will have to look it up, and the next show yeah. we'll uh, we'll define it yeah. for people. There you go. Um, he was also he was also when he started the movement. He was also very uh, he was supported by. The Bishop of Mallorca, Bishop Juan Harvest, and then Father Sebastian Gaia. And that's important because in 1952 is when Bishop Harvest announced that the appropriate name for this movement is Christio in Christianity. Hmm. And so that's where the name came from. So in 1957, the first men's Christio in Christianity in Spanish in the United States was in Waco, Texas. And then in 1958, the first women's Christio in Christianity was in Spain. And then in 1960s, the movement spread to five continents. So that's wow. quite a mm-hmm. And then in 1961, the first English Crusade in Christianity 
was held in San Angelo, Texas. In San Angelo? So, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest thing that, that Eduardo realized that he wanted to share when he think you know thinking back about these men that he knew in the barracks and, and in the army was wanting people to know that God loves them. Yeah. And 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 how important it is that to be in friendship because all he knew in his youth was all of his friendships with his, his you know other Catholics and and but he wanted them to understand Friendship with God and then with yourself and with others is absolutely foundational to Christia. And and it's a thing about, you know, God loves you and it's realizing, yes, it's important that, that I love God, you love God, we all love God, but to realize God loved me, loved you, loved us first. You know, we love God, but he loved us first. And so that's, that's a big part of the Christia movement. Well, Monica, yeah. our, our our great producer uh, Gabe Sorensen, uh, just mm-hmm. uh, definition of Curcio, he just brought it to oh. me. Okay. A movement. I don't know if it's really a definition of the word. A movement in Roman Catholicism designed to deepen the spiritual life and bring about Christian yes. involvement in daily activities through participation yeah. in a three-day gathering, usually followed by yes. weekly or monthly meetings. So, yes. Yes. that that tells you what it's about. That's what it's about, but I don't know what the actual <laughs> word means. Yeah. That's it. But, maybe, well, we you know, there's a, lot of, and... there's a lot of mysteries in our church. We le- maybe we should just <laughs> let this one be a mystery. <laughs> I know a lot of the other terms in Curcio, which are Spanish, but I know, I know what they mean, but yeah. um, that's probably why I couldn't tell you what Curcio means. I oh, didn't know what it does. I can't wait to go home and look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the, the important thing about um, Curcio also is that it's in three phases. So it's the pre-Curcio, the Curcio weekend, and then post-Curcio. So right now, for the candidates, for the women who are going to be on the weekend, they are very much in the pre-Curcio phase. The motto for Curcio is make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. Mm-hmm. In the Curcio, the first phase, the pre-Curcio, which is where we are, the current Curcistas, which is the term for those of us who are part of the Curcio movement, Curcistas, make a friend and make your friend a friend of Christ. And that's why the bulletin announcements have gone out and it's being posted in most of the parishes about asking the current Curcistas that they want to sponsor someone. Um, you know, to, to go on the weekend. And, and with the weekend, the, the women that, that are invited, same with the men when it's the men's weekend, it's not about, it, it's not, the Curcio weekend is not for people that have drifted from the church and they're searching or whatever. It's really for, it's for uh, women who are very solid in their faith, they're practicing Catholics, but they want to go deeper in their relationship with Christ. They want to do more for their brothers and sisters. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not for people that have had really emotionally tough times, so this will be a very soothing experience, as I know. It's really it's really for people that, that are, are in a place where they just want to go deeper in their relationship with Christ. So then the second phase is the actual weekend, and the one for Sacramento Diocese, Sacramento Diocese typically has two weekends a year, one for the men, one for the women. The women's weekend this year is September 15th to 18th. And the weekend itself is, again, that time. It's a time for the candidate to spend time with God, encounter God, encounter themselves, spend time in reflection, and then also with others. And it's also a time to reflect on through the series of talks and activities, each candidate is able to really focus on what are their God-given talents? What gifts do they have? For some women, they have a good idea. For some, the curtain starts getting drawn and pulled back. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what, how is God calling them? Another, and also the other thing through all the talks, another, another main 
what we sometimes call Christianity, it's a short course in Christianity, because the the way that the talks are set up and they follow the same format that Eduardo Benin started, it's just each talk builds on the other. The team is, there's um, talks throughout the weekend, some are given by clergy, some are given by lay, um, but it's all about helping them in their relationship with God and Christ, with themselves and with others. And then in the third phase, it's all about going forward as a Christian step and recognizing that another big part of Christianity is recognizing that we're all pilgrims who don't have a home here. Our eternal home is in heaven, but we're all working together, helping each other, helping our brothers and sisters um, through activities, through gatherings that we have as Christians, we support each other. Um, And it's all about how can we be the best versions of ourselves and how can we be the hands and face and feet of Christ to others. Um, Christina is a recognized charism of the Catholic Church. And to be a charism, the charism is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is very involved with, very, very part of uh, Eduardo's life. The charism is deposited in one person, and that's Eduardo. The charism is a gift for the good of the people of God and the church. And the charism is recognized by the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. So the Christian movement is um, it's very vibrant. It's very alive. It's very... Um, a lot of times when people come off the weekend, it's like they're on fire. You hear that term a lot. Yeah. But the other beautiful thing about is it ties in beautifully to Bishop Soto's call for holiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and how, how are we co-responsible because of our baptism? How can we help each other? How do we help each other as the body of Christ? And that's a big part of Christio is a life. It, it's, it's not like you go on a retreat when you're done. It's really a way of living your Catholic life and how do you how do you, uh, how do you, you know, live your life and increase your, your prayer life? How do you work on studying our church? And then action. What are you doing to help to help uh, be the hands and face of, of Christ to others? Wow. And as far as Eduardo Benin, he, on September 30th in 1993, it was the 385th Christian weekend that he worked, and it was his final one. And then on February 6th of 2008, he went home to the Lord. And then on February 5th of 2015, the first step in the process for his beatification began in Palma de Mallorca, where he was born. Mm-hmm. So today he's considered a servant of God. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he lived a long life. Like he was, what, 91 or 2 or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the Castillo movement, I mean, it, 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 you know, talk about being missionary disciples, talk about the call to holiness, talk about joy of the gospel. I mean, it's all there, you know, in Castillo. It's, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful way to live our Catholic Christian life and, and uh, and help our brothers and sisters. Monica, you've just painted a, a wonderful, wonderful picture, and I'm sure convincing many people they want to get involved. Uh, how can they sign up for the for the Women's Weekend in September? If they go to the Sacramento Castillo website, there, the information is there about signing up. And uh, the cost of the weekend is $320. And it starts on Thursday evening, September 15th. And it ends on Sunday, September 18th at 5 p.m. And it, it is residential? They're spending the night? It, it is that, yes. Yes, and it's at the Jesuit Retreat Center in, Up, in Applegate. Up in Applegate, yeah. Beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, up, up, by, uh, a little, up by Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just past Auburn. Uh huh. Just mm-hmm. just past Auburn. Yeah. So so we mm-hmm. so we always say we always are heading east. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that that is wonderful. And and um, just uh, go to the website and uh, learn all about mm-hmm. it. And uh, um, 
I'm going to go home and uh, learn the actual definition of the word cursiva. <laughs> and, and on the website also is my letter, because as Rectora, um, every, every cursiva weekend, uh, if it's the men's weekend, it's a rector, then Eduardo Benin is the rector many times. Uh, and on the women's weekend, it's the rector. I'm the rector for this one, and I have a team of, of 15 faith-filled women who have said yes to being on team. And but the, but the format that we follow is the format that the, our founder started. Wow, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Kate mm-hmm. brought me another definition: a little course in Christianity. Yeah, um, when I yeah, yeah, there you go. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Christianity, so there we go. <laughs> I think we're getting. I think we're what what we're getting is descriptions of of the word, yeah. uh, descriptions yeah. of what a cursio yeah. is, and uh, yeah. it must it must it, it's it's an interesting. I think, it ha- I think it has to do with friendship. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, it, that is just that's just foundational to Eduardo. Is that it's all about relationships and friendship. Yeah, friendship with God, friendship with yourself, and friendship with others. Very good. That would be my guess. Well, Monica, it's just a joy talking with you. Thanks for all the great work you're doing. I know you're going to be uh, flooded with people who want to come come uh, in September. And It'll be a nice problem to have. It will um, be. I don't know. The, I, I don't know the dates just yet, but I know that the Jesuit Retreat Center has been uh, reserved for the 2023 uh, Christmas, and it's going to be in the fall. And it's the men's weekend and the women's weekend will be very close to each other mm-hmm. in terms of just a few weeks apart. I don't know the exact dates, but they should be posted soon on the website. Yeah. So if anyone can't make it this year, a year from now, uh, we hope they can attend. Very good. Very good. Well, Monica, thanks so much for uh, You're welcome. For taking the time to be with us tonight. And uh, we certainly look forward to our paths crossing again. Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk. Thanks so much, Monica. God bless. That's uh, Monica Small from uh, the Curcio movement here in the uh, in the diocese of Sacramento. And what a what a wonderful program uh, it is. My wife told me she was in the Curcio movement in uh, as a college student up in Montana, and just had uh, wonderful things to say about it. Every definition I looked up it says short course or a little course it's spanish yeah. it's spanish for a short course so uh, i think yeah. i think i think i looked up Curcio catholic so it gave me a oh, sure. uh, sort of a short uh, course uh, in dis- catholicism description, description, yeah. yeah or in christianity but yeah, yeah. it's it's a spanish well, word I-L-O for short course it means diminutive like mm-hmm. like small right yeah so there you go short course Curcio. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's a, yeah, I think it's, it's one of those terms I think that is, um, from what I, I saw, and I could be completely wrong from a, a very brief Google search, um, that it means a short course, but it's usually used in Catholic settings. In Catholic settings. So it's kind of become well, a and, Catholic and, term. And it's been around since 1939. So when the words probably been around longer. Yeah. And the, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, the words were around even yeah. that, but the, the movement, it, it, the, the movement has sort of. Uh, co-opted the word, if you will. Yeah, like Kleenex instead of tissue. People say Scotch tape. Yeah, Yeah. Curcio means it may mean short course, but it means Catholic. Yeah. and I think that's why it ends up becoming a description more than a, a, definition, than a definition because it's, it's exactly. become co-opted. So it's like, exactly. a, it's like, yeah, this means short course, but really it's a short course in Catholicism right. or Christianity. So yeah. there you go. Very good. So, so I, I kind of got it right. You know, I got it right. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's, a, it's more nuanced. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. Uh, that's going to be great. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, it's, it, a, it's a great movement and it is, it's, it's a great, there's great friendship, great fellowship and, and all, to learn about our, our great faith and uh, our our God and loves us and our Savior that loves us. And this reminds me of the idea that if you have something that has been vetted by the diocese, mm-hmm. that you have a group, you have a um, and they were pretty vetted since I, I know they were about to have dinner with the bishop. Time. So <laughs> and, and also yeah, they've been, they've been for a long before. time. Yeah, and they've been on before. So I mean, we we are aware of 
of ones that are vetted and, and ones that may not be, we have a process of going through to, to make sure you can get on the air and you're okay. But if you have something going on and you have a group, you have uh, maybe you have a group that meets once a week and you, you do some sort of works or whatever, uh, or you have a, a, a group that's getting together with a, with a, a, um, a weekend or a, some kind of a, a retreat. Right. You know, even if it's like a hiking group or something, right. you know, and it's just, it's something that you're doing that's, that is rooted in our faith somehow. Then you can uh, yeah, get on the show. A ministry at your parish. Yeah, uh, you got some youth groups that are doing something special, or uh, maybe there's uh, you know, I, we had a, a a kid from Christian Brothers High School who signed a college scholarship to play baseball at the University of San Diego. Yeah, you know? his dad knew our phone number, so he called. Great show, you know, yeah. and it was, and, and it was all about his faith. It was all about the University of San Diego being a Catholic university. And a little bit of baseball mixed in there. And, uh, and those are the kinds of stories we, we want to hear. Believe me, I played football my whole life, and I was an offensive lineman. I know what it means to think nobody cares, nobody cares. <laughs> about you whatsoever. If you have a kid, let's say, who is an amazing badminton player, you, there's got to be a few yeah. of you out there in, in the Diocese of Sacramento, and you think, eh, you know, badminton is not the sport you get any press. Call us. Call we us. care. Yeah, we want we, we want to have them on, you know, because – Anybody who's doing well at something that they care about and they're deeply faithful people, we'd love to have them on the show. Or I mean, maybe it, you know, maybe your your son or daughter has started a some kind of a a, a, a program to to yeah. help make the world a better place in a, in a small yeah. way, you know. And uh, I mean, we've seen third graders have a lemonade stand to raise money for loaves and fishes. You yeah, know, um, things things like that. We want to hear about them. I mean, a perfect example that I bring up all the time is Jane Lee. Jane Lee comes on our show once every few weeks, and she usually does about an hour on the show because she she can. And she started out just calling us saying, hey, I have this ministry. I want to get on the show. And she did. And she's been a regular on our show for seen, you know, 10 her, years. Her, Faces on the cover of Catholic Herald magazine. Exactly. There you go. I'm not saying that if you go on the bishop's side, you're going to get on the cover of the Catholic Herald. I'm just saying it doesn't hurt. Sports Illustrated. I mean, that, and it just doesn't hurt, you know. But yeah, I mean, we love having people like the Red Mass winners. We love having Bishop Soto and Bishop Wiegand and, and you know, Blake Young from the Sacramento Food Bank Family Services. People that you would know on the news, people that you would yeah. see in places and go, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I obviously wouldn't be on the news after that person because I have a very small ministry. We we don't care how big it is. It could be right. you and I mean the the women's march that we had on. They she said that it was her and her vice president were the only right. ones at the last meeting. Yeah. So that it doesn't you know you don't have to be somebody who yeah, you, and, you and think of as newsworthy. Yeah. Everyone's newsworthy. Uh, just about every movement started with uh, one person. Yeah. Or one person and twelve disciples. I was gonna say, or twelve guys. Uh, in the yeah, day, yeah, you know, yeah. but still, it's only thirteen. I mean, if you yeah. got thirteen people in your school that are interested right. in something you're doing, I mean, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it, it, it's something that we we that Bob and I both feel really passionate about. Is we won't we don't want this just to be a mouthpiece for people and have people feel like they can't be part of the mouthpiece. Everyone can be part of this. That is the whole point of the show is that everyone in this diocese has a chance to get on, on our show as long as you've got something to talk about. You can't just be like, hey, I'm I'm Steve. And, you know, I mean, it's great. Well, it'd be great. Might, I mean, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to talk to Steve on. Yeah, we might. I mean, it'd be cool to talk to just people who are just calls from Steve now. I, I hope so. Yeah. Steve, Steve's of the world unite. Yeah. You know, so Steve Patton will come on. You know, right. <laughs> you go to the diocesan website, scd.org, Sacramento Catholic Diocese, scd.org. Look up the Bishop's Hour. Gabe's contact information is there. My contact information is there. Yep. Uh, um, it's, and, I mean, it's it's really easy to remember my email. It's radio at scd.org. I think your mugshot's there. I think they took my mugshot is there. They don't want to scare people. <laughs> mine's there. My, mine's like uh, at least 10 years old, so yeah. I look a lot younger than I do now, which is great. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, go there, email us. Just say, hey, you know, I have this thing going on. Is this something I can get on? And like I said, if it's not something that, that, that has even been vetted by, by, the, by the diocese, but it's something that, you know, is... It, it is diocesan based or, or it's just a bunch of folks from your parish. Right. I, we have the back channel to get things vetted quickly, right. you know, and, um, it, it, I just, I just forward the email off to the right people and they'll say yay or nay. Right. And nine, 99% of the time it's, it's yay because you're obviously doing something right. in your parish. You know, your priest probably knows about it. What have you. It's, it's just one of those things that hasn't gotten across that desk because you haven't asked for it right. to be, but, 
uh, you know, you can come come on the show. And schools, I mean, if you're anything involved with school, we always want to support the Catholic schools. And 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 even you know, if you if your kids aren't in Catholic schools, yeah, they may be doing something something great for the faith or for for society. Yeah, you know, they they may be part of a, a public service project. They may have founded a public service project. Um, and uh, we, we want to hear about those things. And if your kids are too young or too nervous about going on the radio, you can go on for them and talk go about it. Yeah. Go on with them. Yeah. Yeah. But we love, we've had many, many kids in this studio. Uh, it's not. It doesn't even have to be in the studio, but we've, COVID kind of slowed that down. But, but uh, you know, decathlon winners, uh, academic decathlon winners and things like that. And yeah. It's just a joy to see them. Uh, speech writers. Speech writers. Yeah. The pro-life speech contest. Uh, those kinds of things. Yeah, and if and that's another thing. If you have a story where you went to the Sacramento uh, Sacramento Life Center and you decided to, you know, to go through with your pregnancy and you've got this wonderful child and you've got this story and you just feel like you need to tell it, email. Yeah. I would love to talk to you yeah. and and figure out, you know, when it when's a good time to fit you on the show. Cuz even even if you want to be anonymous. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had a few anonymous guests on. Right. We don't get to have that, like you know, that right. you know, voice. We don't get to do that, but right. you know, we have the technology for that. But we can definitely not say who you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we, we had a couple on that uh, had gone together to uh, the uh, the weekend, or the Rachel's mm-hmm. Vineyard weekend. That's right. And uh, the husband and wife that went together, and it was very. Very moving. I believe many, many years ago, didn't we have someone who, um, uh, I believe they they had wanted to talk about uh, something that they had gone through, and, and the Catholic Church had been there for them, and they were still healing from that. I think it might have been healing from an abortion or something like that from when they were younger, and they didn't want to be named on the show, right. and that was fine, and we had them but on they the show. People to know. Yeah, they wanted yeah. people to know that, I, th- I believe it was Rachel's Vineyard that helped them, yeah. and, and they wanted to come on, because they felt so strongly about going how to much, Rachel's Vineyard. How much did it help yeah, them? so I mean, even if you think maybe, the worst I would say, I, I'll email you back and say, hey, it's something we can't get on, but I don't, I rarely have that reaction, so yeah. you know, email us, we'd love to have you on, It's and, and you know, We'll still bring you the same great content, but we want to have you on too. Right, exactly, exactly. And I should remind people before we go that the Bishop Gagos Maternity Home Dinner, if you want to hear great stories, uh, it's coming up on September the 11th, Sunday. Dinner's, uh, the social hour starts at 5, dinner starts at 6. Some great speakers who get to meet some of the women that have been helped by the Bishop Gagos Maternity Home. Uh, and uh, just a, a wonderful dinner. And uh, just just uh, Google them and give them a call and sign up for the dinner. It's, it's their prime fundraiser uh, for the for the year. So that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. To the cross I look, and to the cross I cling. Of its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing On it must save you Both bruised and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just Call me
us all reconciled. 